Hey everyone. What's up? It's us and we're back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Welcome to Channel Ascension. Yes, we are your host. Yes, I'm Dees and I'm Ari. Yay. <laughs> so we are here and um, we blazed up a little bit. Mm -hmm. We had some sour diesel. That's a classic. Classic strain. Classic strain. Classic strain. Um, and if you are a first time listener, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Gracias. Uh, danke. <laughs> Merci. I don't know how to say it in any other language. I can spell it out in sign language. Ooh. H. Uh, ooh. You were there. N-K-Y-O-U. Yes. <laughs> you can spell it. Do you know the sign for it? Uh. <laughs> I held myself. It's this. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, thank you. Uh, speaking of sign language, I realized, I mean, yes, they have American Sign Language, but then... I was watching someone do a video on the signs in British Sign Language, and I had no idea what they were doing. And I was like, yo, their sign language is legit, completely wow. different. Wow. It's so different. Why is not sign language universal? Why? Maybe because we don't have a universal language. Right. Our only universal language is love. <laughs> and death. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the two universal languages, love and death. Yeah. And being born. Oh. That doesn't have to happen, though. Uh, okay. Love is necessary to live, and death happens. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that R uses the is the specific <laughs> emoji for the tongue. Cut. I wish I could explain it. It looks like four red boomerangs. Yeah. <laughs> each of their backs to one another. <laughs> It's it. like a square in. Yeah, it's a square in. A end. square with a waist trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is the emoji for the tongue pop. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually said that on Twitter. I said, this is a tongue pop if you don't know. Okay. Or Facebook. <laughs> right. Did people get it? Uh, yeah, I think a few did. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, today, what are we talking about today? Mm. Talking about something that a lot of <laughs> dreamy's here oh, giving he, kisses. You just smell my nipple. Oh, that's a nasty dreamy. You have a nasty fresh little boy. Come here, come right down. Today we're talking about a topic that we can talk about for hours. hours. I know I bring it up all the time when I'm talking to friends, and I'm sure they are sick and tired of it. And I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about astrology today. Astrology, absolutely. <laughs> Astrology's been in my life since... Um, I've always known that I was a Capricorn. That's something that I've always known because I've seen it. And it's like, if you were born between these days, mm -hmm. you're a Capricorn. And, you know, knowing your birthstone and things like that, that was something that I knew. But um, I would say that I really started to get into it when I was about 13. I was in middle school. And my best friend at the time, her mother was really into astrology and just really into like mysticism and different, you know, uh, spiritual things. And so I learned more about what it meant to be a Capricorn. And I was like, uh, this sounds totally like me. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. This yeah. is really, really like me. Um, and, you know, going throughout the years, I got a little bit more information. Um, I don't, I, it, it wasn't until maybe about six years ago where I learned my, my moon sign or what I thought was my moon sign because <laughs> I found out that I was born a couple of minutes later and my moon sign completely changed. Um, but I learned about my moon sign and then I recently learned about like my rising sign and all this other stuff. And it's just like, it really started to make sense when I understood how all of the zodiacs work with one another, all of the signs work with one another and how like, you know, cancer is Capricorn's opposite and then me knowing now that I'm a Capricorn with a cancer moon and cancer rising and now understanding rising signs and why people would see me one way but I didn't see myself in this way it's like I get it like it really helps me to understand myself mm -hmm. a lot more 
And that's just one of the reasons <laughs> why I love astrology. What about you? Same. I got into astrology thanks to my own mom. But again, I knew that I was always a Libra, October 15th and a half. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my mom, she got me into it more. She actually had uh, an astrology book called love signs by linda goodman i'm sure she needed more insight into her marriage depending on how old the book was right um or whatever but one day i was just having such problems with my mom and we were just butting heads and i was like i don't get you at all and she was like you want to understand me and then she goes to her bookshelf and she gets this book and she was like look me up pretty much like Right? Look, look me up. Uh, she Google me. <laughs> yeah. Google me with the I think this was even, was even before Ask Jeeves. <laughs> but I'm looking at the book and I was like, wow, yes, this is her. She's an Aries, by the way. This is opposite her. Sign. Opposite sign. Both of my parents are Aries. And um, I was just like, wow, this is so true. And then I'm looking at my own sign and I'm like, wow, this is so true. Like, whoa. You know, the only time I would ever look at horoscopes really would be in the newspaper or like Teen People or Seventeen mm -hmm. once a month, yeah, um, or something like that. And you know, those kind of horoscopes, it was kind of like, like, okay, like this might happen to me or something, but it just didn't, it didn't, it was just real fluffy, you know. Um, but it wasn't until oh, and then you know, on my own, I would you know just get other books that I would see. I had this book that I got um, when I was in high school called like Dark Side Astrology and that was kind of like the goofy side of it. It was funny. Um, and I remember taking out this really big book from the library called Sextrology. Oh. And I remember like being in high school, you know, like virgin it up, you know what I'm right. saying? Like getting this book and being like, ooh, like what are they gonna think of me getting this sextrology book that I'm checking out? But it was very descriptive, so, um, comprehensive and just gave me more insight and so I would just like read up on other people's signs and like kind of you know just match it up in my head with who I knew was um born between these dates and right. being like wow they do kind of act like that like oh I see this in them or hmm I'm not sure about that um so yeah so I've always kind of been into astrology but it wasn't until I got my own birth chart reading um two years ago almost mm -hmm. two years ago now mm -hmm. that that it was just like well like it really yeah. blew my mind right and um then it got got me into wanting to dissect my own chart even more right. and whatnot so yeah i just love um that astrology just gives you not a blueprint or a makeup i mean even though it it, it does in a way but it just it unifies you with so many other people and you guys collectively kind of act the same or that's my belief because yeah. i know a lot of people don't believe that you know like oh so you just mean to say that people mourn during this time yeah yeah yes yes <laughs> yes exactly um so it's just like the way that plants grow plants grow at specific times of the year uh-huh they're all the same like mm -hmm. it's it just that's when you were born, what the sun and the moon and the other planets were doing with one another gives different energies, and all these people end up acting and behaving very similarly. Very similarly. But as we know, you know, there, as, as Didi said, with um, the moon sign and rising sign and all these other planets, that's where the other differences come in at because we are really comprised of every single sign in the zodiac. Yeah. Um, and so each planet gives its own flavor and then when it's in a different sign, it now ha takes on a different form. Right. So it's like, it's just, and so that's, of course, that's what makes us unique because not, not one person has the exact same chart as another person. Right. Um, everybody's chart is going to be unique. However, you can like, when you find someone who it, uh, like, People who have Capricorn moons, a lot of them have the same way that they think. They think in a certain way. Um, cancer risings, they all appear to be in a certain way. And it's just very interesting when you do take, you know, the inventory and you think of the people who have these, you know, similar rising signs or similar moon signs, similar sun signs. It's just like, 
wow, you guys do kind of act or think or, you know, represent yourselves in these different ways. And then when you find out more about like their planets, like where their Mercury was when they were born and, you know, how Mercury being in in Gemini, that person is so talkative and they're very inquisitive and they're very, you know, into education. They're a good teacher or whatever, because at that point, Mercury is at home. Mercury rules Gemini, so it feels comfortable there. When you start to look at it in that manner and start to really understand people, you get a better, you really get a better understanding of others as well. Not right. just yourself, but of others. Definitely. And so, like, if you're having problems communicating with your brother or with your sister, it may be because their Mercury's, you know, in a sign that, you know, let's just say uh, Mercury and Capricorn, that person's going to be a person who has very structured, you know, uh, ways of speaking. Like, in text, that person's going to be using um, punctuation, <laughs> you know, and capitalizations where they're necessary because I have a Mercury and Capricorn and that's how, uh, <laughs> that's definitely how I type. When I type, I'm very proper. <laughs> very you know i try my best to be grammatical even in text like that are you it's true oh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> i can attest to that <laughs> yeah and so and, and then let's just say you have a mercury and cancer you're you have a different way of communicating and remember cancer and capricorn are opposite signs mm -hmm. so now when you realize that this person has a mercury in in the opposite sign from you that's now why you you can understand oh okay we have a different way of communicating. Let me see, you can personally say, let me see how I can now adjust now knowing how this person communicates right. or realize that, no, this person isn't talking to me like a dummy. They're just, they're just very proper in text right. because that's the way that they speak. Right. Whereas me, I'm at home, I'm very chill, I'm very, you know, whatever, relaxed, and that's the way that I speak. And so then that person, whoever Mercury and Capricorn, is you know uh can see okay this person has a mercury and cancer they're very um you know intuitive they're very fluid when they speak they're very you know so it's going to be different from the way that i speak you know and i think that just knowing these kind of things really really help and so like if you're having trouble with your child and they have a mercury you know a mars in you know a, a planet that's different from yours and now you can understand why this person uh releases their aggressions or where what areas they can be powerful in right so that I, I just really love that's one of the things that i really love about astrology is that it helps you to understand yourself and just helps you to understand the collective mm -hmm. what else i love um and this is partly to do with the internet. I love that celebrities' birth charts are real yeah. <laughs> yeah, anytime something, like, happens or, let's say, if I'm, like, reading a memoir or something like that, I'm just like, ooh, like, I wonder what their da-da-da-da-da is. Uh -huh. And you can literally Google a celebrity and birth chart and you'll, you might not find the rising sign, but if they have the birthday and the location and stuff, you're able to find um all their other planets and uh i feel like for me i love learning about celebrities especially if you know they have a great work ethic if they're funny yeah. like all these qualities that i love and when i find out like you know what they are then it just it just gives you more insight to that person and i just i also love of course we love when our favorite celebrities are the same sign as us yes. like because we claim celebrities all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's always fun. We're connected to celebrities in a different way because they are people too. Yes. Um, but I love when I find that someone has the same, like, uh, moon or rising. So for me, what I, what I love, I love that Will Smith and Shel Silverstein, the author, we are all... Libra suns and Scorpio moons. Oh, that wow. makes me feel so good. So cool. Okay? RuPaul. If y'all don't know, I love RuPaul. That is my soul sister, okay? All right now. We both have the same moon, Scorpio moon and Gemini rising. Awesome. So that yeah. makes me feel really good. And yeah. so now I can kind of not... I look to them for inspiration, you know, and see like how they're successful, like, you know, kind of how they carry themselves and stuff like that. And, you know, Gemini's, we like to mimic. <laughs> so it just gives me a better idea of, like, hmm, like, what would happen if I were to incorporate that or 
twist that in my own way or like look how they're just so outgoing like how can I make that work to my advantage right and I really love that about astrology absolutely um as far as claiming (laughs) I will tell you I mean there's a lot of successful Capricorns okay and it's just because well that's part of being a Capricorn Capricorns are success like that's what they're that's what they are here for they're here about you know social status and uh, careers and so Success is something that, um, not to say that it comes easy, but it's something that we're always working on mm-hmm. is uh, having success. And so if you look at a lot, there's a lot of celebrities, especially the ones who have a lot of longevity, they're typically Capricorns. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, first of all, let me back up, Elvis. <laughs> He's dead. He's right. long dead. Yeah. People still love Pimp C. Okay. Who was born on my birthday. Thank you very oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> Pimp C is the greatest rapper of all time because people are still putting Pimp C on their songs and he's been dead over <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. First of all, how did he even have so much material for people to still be putting him on their songs right. 10 years later? Right. Like, what new Biggie song have you heard? What new song that have you heard with Biggie? Mm. What new song have you heard with Pimp C? Drake. Drake just released a song with Pimp oh, C. Wow. Like, come on. He's on... There he he is steady on someone's music do and you, he did. Do you really passionate in a voice? Yes, I'm so passionate. <laughs> Dolly Parton, L. Cool J, Mary J. Blige. Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey. They just do not go away. <laughs> they don't go away. When they are they find a way to remain relevant. Dolly Parton is one of my favorite Capricorns because wow, first of all, she is aging backwards. Maybe I'm sure she probably had a little work done, maybe. <laughs> But even with the work that she has had done, her face does, it still looks natural. Right, 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 right. And she's doing so much for her community, still making music. It's just amazing. She got her amusement park. Yeah, got an amusement she park. She clearly knows how to reinvent herself. Yeah, she knows how to reinvent herself. And that's definitely one of the things that Capricorns or are really good at. Not reinvent herself, innovate herself. There we go. Boom. Love that. Love that. She innovates herself, and um, so I love claiming <laughs> yeah. the Capricorn. Yeah. I definitely claim them. I'll even we even I even halfway claim Beyonce because both of her parents are Capricorns. <laughs> so it's just like if her parents, if these two Capricorns wouldn't have gotten together, <laughs> and then you guys would not have one of the greatest celebrities of all time. <laughs> Look at what Capricorns do. We just make oh, success. Oh my gosh! Good night. <laughs> all right. So, so you can find us at. <laughs> So that definitely is one thing that I love about astrology. Just being able to, yeah, for sure. Being able to connect. And and, and name it and claim it. Yeah, name it, claim it, and connect with them. I I actually share birthdays with um, several um, people that I look up to. Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Wayne Heisinger. um, Who's that? Wayne Heisinger is um, the guy who... Um, started waste management. I knew you were gonna say that once I said who's that? Yes, yeah. thank you. The guy who started waste management and Blockbuster and he owned the Dolphins, he owned part of the Heat, he owned the uh, Marlins. All right. He owned um the Florida Panthers. I think he still owns them. But uh no he doesn't. He doesn't. But this is a very successful guy and he started off as being someone who just collected trash. And then he worked out worked his way enough to save up enough money to then buy a truck and then he got contracts with different built different places and then from the contracts he would pick up their trash and then was able to buy more uh garbage trucks and then it became a whole thing yeah and so who else pimpsey i did say makai pfeiffer okay yeah so um and when you think about these people these are people who just like you know were really successful and maintained their success and, um, yeah, I love that about astrology, just connecting people. And like you said, just being able to look to them for inspiration and saying, like, wow, how did they do this? Mm-hmm. And if they can do it, I definitely can do it because I know I have those similar tools within mm-hmm. me, lying within me. And just reading about them helps activate that thing yeah. in you, you know? So that's what I love about it. But that's one of the things I love about astrology as well. Definitely. Um, it took some time and still we're still obviously just students i think we'll be forever students for sure of astrology 
but um just being able to like learn about what these different planets mean and uh-huh. you know taking a look at your own birth chart like i'll just give an example my birth chart which in order to get your birth chart you need obviously to know your birthday where you're born and the time you were born the specific time that you're born um because not only are planets a thing but there's also a thing called houses and there's 12 houses and um, they each house represents something in your life. And it's kind of just like a specialty. So the first house, which happens to be your rising sign, that deals with how the outside sees you. Mm-hmm. I'd say the fourth house or the second house, because you're a Capricorn, we're going to want to talk about money. Yeah. The second house is about money or uh, abundance, how you collect things. Right. Um, fourth house is about home and family. Sixth house is about daily routine and work and health. Um, uh, tenth house is your midheaven. It's about your career and how you want to be seen in the world to others. Twelfth house is about your dream and subconscious. So, I mean, y'all can Google this stuff or whatever and see about it yourself. But, um, for me, what was so helpful is understanding that I have so many planets in my sixth house, my work house. Right. And it just makes so much sense as to, like, why work was such a, um... Uh, just a factor that was like always on my mind and like why do I think these things like it's a plant is literally a planet party so just being able to um break that down and kind of like ease my fears a little bit yeah. I was able to ease my fears that's where I'm going with it yeah <laughs> yeah when it came to my birth chart so I I love that about getting that information from your birth chart and like finding out like maybe why do I love to like play so much or like why do I like to do this it's just another added layer to it. Yeah, and going more, going a little deeper into the houses, for the, the seventh house is the house of relationships and partnerships and things like that. And then analyzing the planets that you have in that house can give you some insight into the people that you will have romantic and business relationships right. with. So for myself personally, I have Mercury there, I have, and, and Venus there. Mercury is the planet that rules Gemini and Virgos, and most of my relationships, like, have been with Geminis and Virgos. <laughs> and then also, same thing with uh, Venus. Venus is the uh, planet that rules Libra and Taurus, and most of my relationships have been with Libras and Tauruses. Right. Like, that's that's really who I've had relationships with. And then also your fifth house. The fifth house is the house of fun and children, and the planets that are there will kind of uh, lead you into. Uh, relationships where like love relationships and sexual relationships and so I have um, Pluto there and also Scorpio boyfriends so like <laughs> it, it's so interesting when I look and I was like whoa this that really like blew me away when I found out about that they were like look to your seventh house to see look to your fifth and seventh house to see the um, the people that you will do well with in relationships and then considering the fact that I'm a Capricorn which is an earth sign and then like Gemini, Gemini is an air sign. So typically air and earth don't ver- don't mix well together, but they work well with me because that those how ha- those planets are in on my relationship house. Mm-hmm. And so that's why although Virgo is an earth sign, so of course we would work well together, right. but the Gemini one was always confusing to me why Gemini's <laughs> always kept coming into my life and it made sense. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing with Libras, Libras and Taurus, which is, and it's so funny that these two planets are the ones that have that, that rule to signs. So, um, with, uh, Venus, I understood Tauruses because again, we're earth signs, but Libras, I really never understood how come I took so well to Libras, but I was just like, I love Libras. Libras have been my best friends. So, um, and it, it just worked, it just worked well for us. And that was another thing too. I didn't understand that. Libras were um, a cardinal sign and other cardinal signs because of that square position that they have. They have difficulties getting along with one another, but I always work very well with Libras, even considering the fact that we're both cardinal signs. But again, because Venus is in my seventh house. So it worked well there. And then my good friends have always been, like I've always had good friends as Scorpios. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Pluto is in my fifth house. So that just... That it just made sense. Yeah. Do you know what planets are in the seventh house? Yep. Uh, Uranus. 
or oh, Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> so I have that there. So the jury's out for, because I'm surrounded by you Capricorns. <laughs> and I don't know why. Um, because I don't have Saturn in that house. Uh-huh. Um, but I in my fifth house, I have Venus and Mars. Okay. And I've definitely dated a few Aries, and they're the natural rulers of... And then you have two Aries parents. Yeah, right. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That too. Um, As far as like Venus, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting because I feel like I have have had a lot of um, Taurus coworkers. Okay. Which is interesting because it's in my fifth house. Fifth house, right. Um, I've only dated one Libra. So like as far as like that goes, like. I don't know. <laughs> Have you dated any Aquariuses or nope. Aquarians? Never dated an Aquarian? Never. Mm, maybe you might need to find one and see how it works out. <laughs> I really want to try a Taurus, though. Oh, well, that could work. I really want to try one. Yeah, so. get that money, girl. <laughs> get that money, girl. Because, you know, Taurus is all about... And that's another thing. So, uh, I got... I, you, you already know what kind of men you want to date, too. <laughs> But not. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Dreamy, he's a Gemini. Okay. Yeah, Dreamy, me, okay. he and I get along famously. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have um, Mercury and Saturn in my daily routines, and we'll be talk every day. We'll so. be talk. Sure. Okay. And there you go. So I'll fit that in there. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep, that makes sense. That's yeah. probably the reason why you won't go away. <laughs> then your planet party house. Yeah, planet party. Hey. So I have sun there. Um, I also love Leos. Okay. Um, my Mercury, Pluto, Saturn, and I'm missing one. Sun. Sun. Mercury. Mercury. Pluto. Pluto. Saturn. Your that that house is. Ruled by Libra right now? Your sixth house? Uh-huh. So what planet I, do you have in Libra? Just my son. Oh, just your son is in Libra? Mm-hmm. So, Mars? No, that's in my fifth house. Because your Mars is in Virgo. A Mars... Oh, my moon! My moon! Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Got it, yeah, got it, got it. Okay. Is also a, in, um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which okay. could attest to the cancers. Yes. I do have a lot of cancers in my life as wow. well. I've had them along the years. Wow, too. yes. You've had a lot of cancers, a lot of Capricorns, mm-hmm. a lot of Geminis. I feel, like, I feel like cancers are coming back. Cancers are making a comeback. Okay, a lot of Geminis. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Geminis. Not really Virgos so much. I feel like Virgos, now that I live in New York, they're uh-huh. more whatever. But I'm so interesting because... I my Virgo and my Mars are my Virgo my Mars my Mars and my Venus are both in Virgo, mm. so I act a lot like Virgo, yeah. which makes so much sense with me being you know a bit like reserved in some areas or just you know showing love in the form of doing right versus like you know saying or right. in other ways right. Right. you know. Right. And that's another thing, too. You can learn how it is that you love mm-hmm. um, as far as your uh, your birth chart and someone else's birth chart. There's something called a um, synastry report that mm-hmm. you can put the two charts of uh, two uh, people that are in a relationship and you compare their planets and their placements and um, you can compare their uh, relationship between those two people's planets and that is it's it's pretty cool and typically really accurate like just but you have to go to someone who really knows how to read synastry reports right 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 right. you know it's not just about like okay uh i'm a capricorn you're a libra no they're not gonna work out (laughs) it's so much more than clearly because we're saying there's so much more to your there's so much more to your chart and the where your planets are what your houses are in and that's another thing too so like my seventh house, going back to that, it is um, ruled by Capricorn, and Capricorn um, is the it's it's ruled by Saturn, and Saturn is about discipline, time, structure, status, and so with my seventh house being ruled um, by Capricorn, or it's in Capricorn right now, that 
makes it those people who have that are typically going to get married later on in life because again saturn is the planet of time (laughs) and you know discipline so and when you have a cancer rising providing well i mean cancer rising no matter what you're going to have capricorn on your seventh house right no matter what it's the opposite yeah because it's the opposite so Everybody, cancer risings will always seem very maternal or very loving, very caring. And a lot of the times, they will be the ones who get married later on in life as well. It's typical for them to do that. And, you know, you can also see, like, gambling addictions. If you go to the fifth house and you see what planets are there, you can look there and it can show you, like, oh, this person is going to be prone to kind of gambling addictions because they have um, their son in the fifth house or... You know, it, it, it could, or their moon in the fifth house. Like, all of these things, um, it, it can show you different kinds of things. It can also show you that you're going to be a person who likes to travel. If you, um, oh, which house uh, does? The ninth. The ninth house, right. So, depending on what planets are in the ninth house. Look at that, you see? I said travel, and she knew exactly what house I was, I was talking about. <laughs> and so, there's so many things that you can learn. Like, the ninth house is about travel, higher education, philosophy, Mine's in, in Capricorn for that one. Yours is in Capricorn. Uh-huh, okay. And it's got Jupiter in that house. Oh, great. That's the house that it, it's meant to go in. Yeah. Jupiter. So, Jupiter's at home in the ninth house. Although, typically, um, the ninth house, in general, is... is ruled by Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. However, depending on when you were born and what time you were born, your house could be your house could be in a different um sign. However, the underlying basis for that house is that it is ruled by Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion, traveling, indulgence, overindulgence, overindulgence, expansion, expansion, um yeah, so it's st- stuff like that. Or let's even talk about Jupiter. Optimism. Optimism. Jupiter and Scorpio. We've talked about that. It's going and, on right now. Right. It's going on right now. And Jupiter being in Scorpio. Scorpio is a sign of sex, death, um, occult, uh, regeneration, um, justice. And so right now, you know, Jupiter, the, the planet of expansion and exposure, basically, mm-hmm. is now shining the light on all of these sex scandals blowing it all up. is blowing it all up and if, if you go back and look jupiter moved into scorpio what in november of last october. year october of last year and just go back and look to see what what's been in the news since october to now and it's who all, too you too right no me too me too exactly <laughs> that's uh, and the birth of me too happened right around when jupiter went into scorpio and um you know uh you can you you can also use it to predict what's going on in the future Another thing we love is the fact that people in business, yes, um, government yeah. use astrology um, in order to not dictate their lives, but like see when they need to make moves. Right, the energy that they get. When Venus was in, I think we, we realized this, when Venus was in Taurus, there was all these sales for like, yes. um, ice, ice cream. Ice cream was like three for fucking seven for... um. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Three for seven? Like, something crazy. It was like three for for, for ten, yes. maybe. That's crazy because one of them cost seven dollars on its right. own. Right. If you live in a New York City. Right. <laughs> and then there were also a lot of sales on, like, home goods and decorating your home and hardware and all that other stuff because Taurus is the sign of, um, of material collecting things luxury luxury because remember taurus is ruled by venus Mm -hmm. and so venus was at home in taurus Mm -hmm. honey and then (laughs) as soon as venus moved into gemini what sales did we see we saw a bunch of sales on books yeah i i stocked up a bunch of sales on books and domestic travel like i didn't i I see i saw so many like local deals to go to denver to go to this place to go to that place i was telling um i was telling deeds about a flight deal from Hartford, Connecticut to San Francisco, round trip 125. If y'all are from Connecticut, if anyone's out there from Connecticut, y'all know how expensive flights can be from Bradley International Airport. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Right. Right. <laughs> Crazy, but absolutely so, right. So just eat. so of course, these people, these uh companies are using the energy coming from you know the cosmos to help them move, move along. along and so why why don't we do the same thing 
you know it's up to us to start following it as well and so like you know uh ari and i were gonna go and see a show and so we scheduled it to do it on a friday because friday that's um venus venus's day. day and venus is all about art and mm -hmm. fashion and luxury and beauty mm -hmm. so that's the best time to do something like that thursday thursday is jupiter day mm -hmm. that's a great time to plan travel or to plan you know to talk about like going to college or you know getting getting more college credits or expanding your um your schooling right that's a great time to discuss those kind of things on thursdays uh, so that's another thing that we learned via astrology. Mm -hmm. We learned about the days of the week and, you know, getting the energy. So like, it's just really amazing and so great. I'm going to give another reason why I love astrology. Yeah. I love that it's the first science. The first. The first science because people were reading the stars. Yeah. Dream. And that's all that it is. You right. know, it's just like, that's how important it is. That's how necessary it is. It was, and it is the first, but it just doesn't get the credit. Like, it's turned into something that's just been a little bit taboo, or it's just for, you know. Right, and it's also the giggles. only banned religion. Astrology. Mm -hmm. It was a banned religion, or it is a banned religion. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, man, astrology is making a comeback. And yeah. And people are really <laughs> going to start using it. And totally. I remember somebody, I saw a tweet from somebody, and they were like, imagine your grandmother telling you a grandmother, and you telling your kids not to do something because the star said not to do so. And I was like, yeah, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Because I'm definitely going to be that grandmother, like, telling them, like, uh, no, <laughs> the moon is right. in a weird position right now for you to do this. It's not the the position that you need to wait. Listen, I was going to wash my hair last Friday or a couple Fridays ago and trim it, but I didn't. I looked at my hair cutting app and mm -hmm. it said it was not an optimal day to do it because the moon was in Aries and it's not a good time to do it. So I waited until the moon was in Taurus. That way um, it, uh, it allows for longer growth yeah. and also, I guess... Because the moon is in Taurus and it's ruled by Venus, that deals with beauty. Mm -hmm. So it might make you appear more beautiful. Right. And so I washed and I cut my hair on uh, on a Tuesday, I want to say. Yeah, Tuesday because of that information. There you go. You know, that's the thing. It'll help you. And it's just like, we're just like, why not try? Right. Why not try? Like, if you don't want your legs to grow as much hair when you shave, shave it on the day... Aries would have probably been a good day. Right. Maybe it been a good day to yeah, do that. Definitely. To shave my leg. Yeah. You know, or or whatever. Right. Sign contracts on specific days. Right. Like, it's just so helpful in so many different areas that it's just like, what do you think are the reasons why they wanted to ruin that for you or ruin that for us? Right. It's because people want to hold the power, at least in my opinion, people yes. want to hold the power. I so agree. it's just like... I'm taking my power back with astrology. Okay? That's right. Okay. 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 Yes. Yeah. So, oh, and Cardi B, it's a yes. Libra. Oh, she oh, is. Me. Okay. Hey. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Mercury retrograde. That's another uh -huh. thing about astrology. Uh, you know, I feel like that is probably the one thing that people are hearing the most about. They yeah. hear about oh, Mercury retrograde. When your Mercury's in Kool-Aid. When your Mercury's in Kool-Aid. Hush your mouth. Because you don't know what you're talking about. Right. But And it's not that Mercury's in anything. It's Mercury's retrograde. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not in anything. <laughs> I just want to correct everyone. Please don't take it hostile. I was saying it hostile to the people who said Mercury in Gatorade. <laughs> uh, but... It is Mercury retrograde, and Mercury, Mercury, remember, is the planet of communication, transmission, um, traditional travel, yeah, uh, domestic travel, neighbors, neighbors, siblings, um, friendship, mm -hmm. um, because thoughts, thoughts, exactly, thoughts, ideas. So when Mercury, movement, where you walk. absolutely movement. When Mercury is when is retrograding, what's really happening is that Mercury moves so quickly and on our axis it now looks like it's going backwards because we are moving at a slower pace than mercury is. mercury is around the sun so while that is happening 
um, that energy now, that transmission energy is coming at us a little wonky. And so we have to make sure that we're paying attention to the things that we read and to um, mm. the, right, the things that we read and the contracts that we're signing mm. because Mercury is a trickster. And yes. so, you know, if you sign anything during Mercury retrograde, more oftentimes than not, whatever it is that you sign for, it's going to be completely different than what it is when Mercury becomes direct or goes direct. And I even I even was able to predict two people getting fired from a job because they got hired during Mercury retrograde. Ooh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, and those people started during Mercury retrograde and I actually like wrote it down and I was like, these people will not last. <laughs> These two employees will not last. Because I, I was like, no, I want to listen to my intuition. I also want to see astrology and see, I, even though I absolutely believe astrology, but I was like, I, this is she something I needed to prove it to myself. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. Those two people got hired during Mercury Retrograde. As soon as Mercury went direct, I don't even think it was three days. And those two people, um, were were fired wow we're fired and they were fired mainly because they didn't know what they were signing up for and when they started doing the job it was not what they signed up for mm -hmm. and so they couldn't do the job that they realized that they didn't sign up for yeah so that's what happened um and it, it's just it's it's great to understand these energies but also during mercury retrograde it's an it's there are positive things that come out of Mercury Retrograde as well. If you were working on a previous project and you had stopped working on it, Mercury Retrograde is a great time to go back and look at it because, again, Mercury is going backwards. Mm -hmm. So it's a great time to go back and work on a project that you started before. How I look at the retrogrades now mm -hmm. is that it's just a time to re, re review, uh -huh. reset, mm -hmm. redo, reflect. reflect. Mm -hmm. It's just redesign. redesign. It's just a time to just take things slower. Right. And just take a look at what you have in front of you. And also with like um your, your retrograde and um like movement, just it give yourself a little bit of time to um like a buffer time, like if you're traveling, yes. stuff like that. Like just take it slow. Like right. it doesn't have to be scary. Like I feel like the internet portrays it as something and like, oh, Mercury is the Kool Aid. Oh my goodness, everything about to blow up. Absolutely, and not. it's like it doesn't. It doesn't it have doesn't to be, have to be that, that way. way. It doesn't have to be that way. What What needs to happen is for you to be able to accommodate to that retrograding energy and yeah. understanding it. And once you understand it, then life just goes. You know, you you can move about life in a more or less difficult fashion because. Because now you understand the energies. And it's, yes, and all the planets, they all do retrogrades. But then you need to understand the different energies that are coming from each planet. So if Jupiter is retrograding, that means that that expansion is going in a different direction. So something that you may want to remain small may become big because Jupiter is now retrograding. Um, so, or, you know, when, uh, when Mars retrogrades, when whatever planet is in retro is retrograding. Yeah, so... You, it, it's just understand the energy that comes from the planets and then you understand what you need to do to um, align yourself with that energy. And that's what astrology helps you do. When you understand astrology, you get to understand the energies coming to you. Right. I love astrology. Yes. I love it. Love I it. love it. And love I love it learning more about it mm -hmm. i love oh another thing yes we're talking about the transit yes so right now saturn is in capricorn yes. and capricorn is in my ninth house so i'm taking a lot of like online classes i'm learning how to expand in that way just using the energy effectively yes pretty much I also love, this is another thing that I love about astrology and our charts, is the North Node and like finding out what that was about. Oh, yeah. I never heard about it. Right. And the North Node is pretty much, you know, your destiny in life. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking toward. And we have a South Node, which is the opposite. And that, those are things that we've perfected in the past. Right. And because I have so many planets in Scorpio, my South Node is actually in Scorpio. Wow. So that's in my sixth house. And so that means that I have um, Taurus north node in my 12th house so what i've been what i've been doing is i've been just working more on like when i feel a lot of times like 
you know, anxious about work or not about, it's not about like, you know, the employer. It's mm-hmm. just about like the work that I have to do. Right. I just want to get things done. And so when I find myself like, okay, this person asked me to do this and now they don't need it anymore. Instead of like beating myself up about it, because that is something that I would have done in the past. Mm-hmm. I just use that time as an opportunity to reflect on myself and just like do something else. Whether yeah. that means to read, whether it means to like do a puzzle, draw, just spend time with myself. That's a way wiser decision for me because in the past I've worried in the past, I guess, you know, what they say is people who have their south note in the sixth house, that means that they've um they were like managers or bosses and stuff like that, which is ironic because I've done so much assistant work in my life. So um it's I'm just taking this time as a time to rest. This is a lifetime where I need to rest. Right. And now I'm finally embracing that because right. I don't want to go backwards. Right. I've done that shit before. Exactly. And I also have my uh, South Node in my sixth house. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, um, and my North Node is in Cancer. And so my <laughs> South Node is in Capricorn. So basically, I've been a Capricorn before. And, uh, you know, perfecting, you know, strategies and things like that. And funny enough, that's what I like to do in this life. And so it's like, oh, but... I am getting better at, you know, loving my home and also getting better at, you know, really connecting with my intuition and connecting with my feelings because that was one thing that I actually used to run away from a lot. And it's diff- it's it can, it can be difficult. Now that I really, I, I had my birth chart read and I understand my birth chart now, you know, um, I have so much cancer in my chart. <laughs> and I was allowing my son to really take over for a lot and um it was overcompensating and so the cancer part of me which is so much mm-hmm. of me wasn't allowed or it it um it it was mm, the attention that it was meant to receive was lacking and so now that I'm allowing myself to cuz I've always known that I was psychic I've always known that always known that I've always said it to people I know things but the things that would come to me um, they would come to me so, so intermittently. But now that I'm actually focusing on it and I'm allowing these energies to come to me, my psychic messages come to me a lot easier. And um, like even when I uh, read tarot, which is for a different another show, mm-hmm. but like the way it like it's magical, honestly, how I'm able to read the cards or tell somebody a message and then the exact thing that. I say is going to happen happens um and it's because I'm able to lock into my intuition and I allow myself to feel now Mm -hmm. where I you know I used to only focus on getting work done being successful structure discipline Mm -hmm. so um it's it's great really knowing it's great knowing that and understanding myself more so that I can live the life that I was meant to live and live a happy life um and I realized, you know, because Capricorns can't, one of their uh, negative attributes is um, being too rigid. And I definitely, definitely, definitely had a lot of rigidity. <laughs> and once I was able to loosen up, oh my gosh, the way that life has unfolded for me, it's just like, girl, wow, <laughs> you were really like making your life miserable. You were really making your life miserable. But, you know, it's all a learning experience. Yeah. And I will say that going through those things now has me or gives me the ability to really appreciate the way life is going now because I did put myself through a bunch of ridiculousness but now I also know that I can put myself through a bunch of prosperity yes. as well. Yes. A to the man, A to the man. All yes. right. Yes. <laughs> so, because the Brooklyn Sounds guys, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get like my neighbor. Uh, this morning I was walking Jamie and I stopped and talked to one of my neighbors and I said, how you doing uh, today? And she was like, good, like always. Ooh, and I said, okay. amen. Yeah. And she was like, good, like always. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, what do you mean? How yeah. am I doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. 
And that's what I'm trying to do. She was out there tending to her roses. Oh, love it. Okay, yeah. tending to her roses in front of her yard and doing all the things she needed to do. And I was like, how are you doing today? She was like, I am doing great as always. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's where I want to be. Always, Amen. all the time. How are you doing? Good, as always. <laughs> she sounded like a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> she might be because she was out in the sun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and that's another thing too, <laughs> loving to guess people yes. off of the way that they do things and being correct. <laughs> like, mm, I bet you that person's a Taurus. <laughs> oh, he cheats a lot. He's probably a Libra. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was a read. That was a read. They all do it. Oh my God. All of them do it, but they all have their different ways of doing it. Oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> Straight talk about me. I'm a very good girl. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, and that too. Like, knowing someone has a Mars and Leo. A Mars and Leo person is... Um, so, Mars is a planet of power, aggression, drive. and drive. And also sexual energy. Okay? And Leo is um, the sign of boisterism and yeah, playfulness. drama, playfulness. And so, someone who has a Mars and Leo, they're definitely going to be the type of person who wants to pay for everything. They <laughs> like a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. They like to be praised. They want to show they out. They want to show out all the time. And so, like, you want to date somebody with a Mars and Leo, okay? Because that person is going to take care of you, okay? And only because they it just fulfills them so much to do right. so. But they also want to be the star of the show. Right. They also want to be the star of the show. So, just remember that <laughs> if, you, if you want to be the star of the show... You may want to stay away from someone who has a Mars and Leo, okay? You may want to stay away from that. Especially if, well, not especially. If your Mars is in Aquarius, which is the opposite sign, that means there's going to be a learning experience there for you that could actually open you up. Now, I I want to talk about that too. Just because the signs are opposite, that doesn't necessarily, I'm just going to say doesn't. It doesn't mean that... um, they are always going to have to bump heads. There's an opportunity for you to actually reach your higher selves because you guys have something opposites attract. Mm-hmm. And so you both have something to learn from one another. Right. And so that's what really happens here. If you can get past the, I don't get you, you don't get me, <laughs> and start to say, you know what? This is how you behave and this is how I behave and now we're going to coexist there's the opportunity there for you right so if you have a mars and aquarius which i do um a mars and aquarius with someone with a mars and leo there's an opportunity there for you guys to learn from one another you know what's funny is i don't i don't really look at like opposite signs as opposites anymore Mm -hmm. just because of the modalities like because um like that air and fire they go together right they go you know? together exactly they so do. that's how i kind of like look at it where it's just like okay like we it is an, it's an easier of an opportunity in my eyes right so that yeah there is an opportunity for for growth there because opposites attract and that is a that is a phrase and a saying for a reason um but yeah i just really love straws because you just you can understand the human experience so much more yeah by using astrology and there are so many books out there about mm. astrology share your share some of your favorite books like a couple my favorite book um i would say is everything you need to know about astrology by sue Tompkins. okay it, it really is everything you need to know i love anything by um What's his name? Robert Phillips? Is that his name? Robert Hand, I think. Robert Hand. Robert Hand. Robert Hand, he explains the aspects um, uh, in astrology. And aspects are basically the relationships that the planets have with one another um, in your chart. And also just as far as like being, you know, in general. When when your moon is square this, this is typically what happens. And then when your moon is in Gemini and it's square, your moon, your this and that. And that's another thing you learn too. You learn that um, different, like sun can only make aspects to these certain planets. The moon can only make aspects to these certain planets. It's it's so interesting. So I love Robert Hand, Sue Tompkins I love. Let's see. 
Um, Yasmin Boland is one of my favorite books, which I use all the time, and her book is Moonology. Which and we've she, talked about. We've talked about that. That's one of my favorite books. And uh, let, let's see. I'm trying to think of who else is there. Oh, I can't remember the, I think her name is the one who wrote the Moon Signs book. I don't know. I think it's Diane Hoffman, I think, but don't don't quote me. But it's a book about moon signs, and that book was amazing. It was so good because it even tells you about what kind of relationships you're going to have with your mother, depending on what kind of what where, where what sign your moon is in. Wow. And um, and I absolutely loved that book, um, because it really explained the relationship between me and my my mother and I as a moon and Cancer. I'm gonna go look at that when we know what. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one who you know the book that one, no i know the book but i don't have it though oh oh i, I have only, it i only have the sample oh okay yeah. oh i have it girl <laughs> that's what yeah, i'm saying read it. That's okay what I'm i thought saying. you read it yes 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 <laughs> it is so great once when you learn your moon sign because the moon is representative of the mother mm -hmm. and the sun is representative of the father also saturn represents your father but um so when whatever sign your moon is in it really gives you some detail into the relationship that you're going to have with your mother <laughs> and i'm just thinking to myself right now i'm just like i have my sun my moon and my saturn in the same damn house Ooh, like so it's you your mama and your daddy yeah <laughs> what was our daily routine like okay. oh my gosh we'll cry on another episode yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> And then um, another thing with my chart, uh, knowing where my moon was, my moon is in my 12th house and that's the house of illusions and dreams and your subconscious. And so, and your moon is about your psychic abilities and stuff like that. So I do get a lot of messages in my dreams. I definitely mm -hmm. do. And, you know, um, that's also helpful to know those things too, where you're going to be imaginative, where you're going to be dreaming, where your subconscious really is. It's so great to understand this stuff. So... That these are the things I love about astrology, okay. and I could go and on, and on, and on and on and on and on. And those books, yes. What? Tell me some of your books. Um, which one that we just found recently? Soul Centered Astrology oh, yeah. by Alan Oaken. That book just like it blew my mind as to like how we look at astrology. I love the fact that there is something called Soul Centered Astrology because. Um, a lot of what we think about astrology or a lot of what they, you know, the information that's out there about astrology, soul centered astrology, just put it into greater perspective as to what my life is all about and as to what, um, not that I, what I need to strive for, but all that it could be and more without all of, a lot of these like negative connotations about, um, negative connotations and characteristics that deal with the signs you know every sign you know they have their negative character like you know libras are indecisive and stuff but this is like cut it out you know there is more to it way more to it than that yeah so i really love that book i love um planets in astrology or aspects in astrology by sue Tompkins. yes that one i absolutely love she is so on point she's so helpful um another book what's another book that i love oh um oh wait Oh, oh, that moon signs book that you're talking about. I'm, yeah. I'm, oh, okay. I totally. That's Donna Cunningham. Donna. I knew it was something with yes. a D. I'm thinking of, of your other moon sign book. The other moon book. The black one. Oh. The, I was thinking that you're talking about that mm -hmm. one. Sorry. Okay. No worries. We're on the same page again. Yes. I do love that book. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Um, <laughs> a thousand percent. I'll think about future. <laughs> a thousand percent. Um, what else? What else? I'll, say, I'll just leave it at, at those yeah. at those three. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, they're great books. Yeah. Um, Tons of them up there though. Yeah. So well, I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, because we could go on and on. Literally and on, on and on and on. There's so much <laughs> more. But hopefully these little tidbits that we told you about what we love about astrology will help you to love astrology yeah. more too. And Open maybe, that mind, baby. Yeah. And maybe if you, you know, were hesitant to learn about astrology. Hopefully this um, podcast will, you know, change your mind and open your mind. Yeah. And like, you know, let's talk about your chart. Yeah. You know? We love doing that. Gemini's being nosy. <laughs> I want to know about y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. We want to hear about your charts. I don't have much Gemini in me. However, 
I want to know. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I love astrology. And I have tons of Scorpio in me too, so I'm like real investigative and research. So I want, yes, detective. Yes, here I am. Yes, okay. <laughs> if you can't hear me, I'm all up on you. <laughs> we be found we can be found uh you can email us at channel.ascension at gmail.com send us your comments your questions <laughs> recommendations we want to hear yeah. that um also you can find us on twitter chan.ascension and no, dot. no i lied chan ascension excuse me <laughs> chan ascension no dot chan ascension and you can also find us on Podbean, channelascension.podbean.com, or you can find us on iTunes, just search for Channel Ascension. Wow. And that's it. That's it. Alrighty. We out. Bye. Bye. Bye.